Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, everybody. This is uh, Guest Thursday, and this is actually uh, the last uh, Thursday of January. This will be broadcast, but we're doing uh, the taping of it in uh, mid-January, uh, and uh, I think we've been sharing, I don't know if you followed us at all, but we've had uh, uh, their Racconi family uh, wedding, uh, which is uh, Caleb and Olivia, and they're on their honeymoon right now, and we were all just there, All everybody, I got to be with Anna and with Kathy and her family uh, at their beautiful home and the beautiful experience of the fellowship of just the, the great celebration of, of, of wedding. and. Uh, Anna, uh, the last time we, we had Anna is she was, uh, had made the decision and was headed off to college. And remember we had her and Reagan, her friend on, her friend uh, Reagan is down in Samford, which by the way, um, I was just at Birmingham, uh, Anna, and uh, went and drove around Samford, so. <laughs> oh, no way. Uh, so it was uh, beautiful. And my grandson, and actually his girlfriend uh, from uh, here in Colorado, um, are going to uh, consider Samford as one of their choices. Oh, wow. Uh, That's awesome. And, and he's going to be going down there with his family, uh, his family, in tour about a month or two during spring break uh, mm-hmm. and actually visit the school. And, I, and Kathy uh, connected me with Reagan. Uh, oh, so right. they'll, they'll, be, they'll <laughs> be able to uh, have her kind of guide him around a little bit, give him an update yeah. on, the, on the thing. He's a potential uh, tennis player. Uh, he's a tennis star, so he, we're going to see if, he, if, if, if we can uh, get connected up with the tennis team there and see if that would be a possibility. So. That's awesome. So anyway, um, why don't you remind everybody again of uh, what college you chose, a little bit about how you came to that conclusion, and now you've been there a semester, uh, and you're, you're, God's doing all kinds of cool stuff. So maybe you could just bring everybody up to date and remind them of, you know, um, uh, what school you you're going to? How did you choose that? And then and then what you're learning? Yeah, yeah. So I chose Emmanuel College, which and is timely. Yes. You're wearing the shirt right now. <laughs> All right. Um, which is in the heart of Boston. It's right near Fenway. So that's been super fun to be in the city. Um, and just kind of summary of how I got there. Um, kind of started with a pretty wide range of schools I was interested in and looking at, um, and then felt like. God was um, kind of pointing me towards New England and staying close to home. So that became something that was really important to me and narrowed out a lot of schools for me. Um, And that pretty much got me down to UNH, Gordon, and Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. I would say were probably like my top three for a while. Um, And then UNH was the next one to go more for like program kind of stuff. Um, I'm a secondary ed and chemistry major Um, And at the time I was interested in like math or chemistry, I wasn't really sure. And UNH emphasized the content area a lot more than like the education side. And I was just ready to jump into the education side because that's more um, what I'm passionate about. So 
that one became pretty clear to me after I had toured Emmanuel and Gordon when they kind of emphasized like the passion behind teaching more than I felt at UNH. Um, so that got me down to those two. And then choosing between Emmanuel and Gordon was a little bit harder and took me a little bit longer. Um, a lot of prayer went into that, but I ultimately felt like Boston was a mission field that I was called to. Um, and Emmanuel is a Catholic school in name, but that's about as far as that goes. Um, but they did have, like, they did emphasize using your career to, you know, better the world and impact people, which was something I was really- A lot really, of character development. Yeah, a lot of character yeah. development, which was something I was definitely looking for and wanted my professors to be coming from that perspective. Um, so that was really exciting for me. And then um, that decision just became more clear every time I visited Boston and just felt like that was where I was called to be. Yep. So and got even in that, um, God, I will just say, God gave her along the way as he made that decision clear to her, he also began, well, she's going to talk you through this, but began to give her promises mm -hmm. of what that looks like. Um, because there was a little bit that she was giving up by not choosing Gordon. Um, you know, that was a given Christian community and a known Christian community. And so he had to really move her heart in and show her some promises that he had. Do you want to speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I'm trying to remember exactly what I said last time I was on, but um, one thing that I feel like God really taught me through that process was how much he like delights in giving us the desires of our heart. Um, and Boston was an area I wanted to be in, but I kind of looked at like the option between Gordon and Emmanuel and thought that it wouldn't make sense to my mind that you know god wouldn't be calling me to the christian school out of the two um and so he kind of had to open my mind up to that idea of being like this is something that i desire but i feel like god wouldn't desire it for me and in my mind obeying him meant i had to sacrifice my own desire um, and i think that was an example of yes my own desire was surrendered to him but he also delighted in giving me that desire to be mm -hmm. in the city. Um, so yeah, that was something he definitely taught me in that. Um, and like my mom said, along with that came promises of like, even though this doesn't always make sense to you, like how would I find Christian community in Boston where nobody is about God? <laughs> um, and just like giving me promises of, if I'm calling you here, then I have people for you. I have a community for you. Um, I have blessings for you there um, and having those promises when I was at a brand new school with brand new people was definitely faith building and gave me a lot of hope to be able to cling to those promises knowing that he would keep them. Neat. Um, and tell me about um, going from you know New Hampshire to uh, downtown Boston. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about um, what kind of are you in an apartment there is there are there dorms that you're part of and then what is that like just as as the way that you now live in a different different way yeah yeah um i always say emmanuel i feel like is the best of both worlds because it's a small school and it has a, a real campus it has a quad area surrounded by buildings um so when i'm on campus i really don't feel like i'm in the city which I love um, because I grew up in a small town. That's all I've ever really known. 
So it feels comfortable and homey. And um, safe. And safe, yeah, it feels very safe. Um, but as soon as I take one step off of campus, I have so much to do more than I've ever <laughs> had in New Hampshire. There's not, you know, a whole lot to do here. So that's been. Yeah, and she is literally blocks from Fenway Park. Oh yeah. So, yeah, uh, so, like, so can you get me tickets? Right. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> you get nine dollars tickets. They get nine dollars tickets right. as students. All right. to well, go I'll be to those there. Uh, well, actually, and this is cool. Um, Linda and I are um, uh, going to be renting uh, a house on Lake Winnipesaukee this summer. Oh uh, wow! That's for three to, three to four weeks, so we'll uh, awesome. coordinate with you. We'd love to go to Boston. Yeah. Have, have you maybe do a guide for us to just to give us some uh, we'd love to because we love the city but we don't know a lot about it you know so yeah. you could, you oh, could help she us is a and, pro then, now. <laughs> and then for i'll buy your nine dollar ticket to if you take me to a party <laughs> perfect, perfect. Good deal. so that's uh, nice so it sounds like you're enjoying it yeah i love it and i'm on a i'm in like a normal college dorm on my campus too so that's nice to live on campus and not be like totally out in the city when I don't want to be. So. Yep. Do you have, a, as part of a dorm life there, do you have a roommate then? Yes, I do. I'm in a double, so I have one roommate. How's that going? It's been awesome. That was another really cool God thing of just walking me through that. Um, it's been the perfect fit. She's like my best friend on campus. So oh, it's been great. Yeah. And it was fun, like as a mom watching that process, because very different than, you know, how we did things when we were young and going to school. They now have all these, was it on Instagram, I yeah. think, where they connect the students on Instagram. And it's almost like, you know, they're they're dating each other or something, getting to know different potential roommates and seeing who fits. And so they connect all the future students through there. And so watching her process as she was meeting different people and praying about, you know, we had been praying ahead of who her roommate would be, knowing God had intention for that. Right. And um, and he really, I mean, he actually laid fleur on your heart early in yeah. the process. She had met several, that she, several people she was really enjoying, but mm -hmm. I think you really we're feeling connected to to Fleur pretty quickly there. Yeah, that was a really cool process too. I feel like that was one of the first um, decisions like after picking a manual that was one of those like learning to walk with God rather than just asking him for an answer. I felt like that the college decision for whatever reason was not, it was never really stressful for me. I felt like God was just very clear and guiding me and I never felt rushed in that. Um, and for whatever reason, picking a roommate was the first time that I was like starting to feel overwhelmed. I don't know if it was just like the reality of like living outside of my own yeah, home sure. for the first mm -hmm. time was hitting, but that was when I started to feel a little bit more like overwhelmed by that decision. Um, and I felt like I was praying about who my roommate was gonna be and not getting this clear cut answer and that was like anxiety provoking for me. Um, and I think it was actually you that like encouraged me to um, to enjoy the journey of walking with God, that I was going to God's feet and I was asking him, but I wasn't asking him because I wanted to spend time with him or get to know his will more. I was asking him because I wanted an answer so that I could move on. Um, and I think he was really teaching me to take it step by step and, and teaching me that he delights in spending time with me and that he wants to guide me through each step of that instead mm -hmm. of just getting me to the other side. 
Um, and so I started asking him questions like, what is my roommate going to be like? Like, what are characteristics that um, that are important to you that should be important to me? Um, instead of just saying, okay, God, like, who's my roommate? Just show me so I can, like, get this process over with, <laughs> put all my paperwork in and, like, call it a day. Um, and as soon as those questions started coming, it became something that I, like, delighted in asking God about and, and learning more about. the anxiety was gone. Yeah, and I had yeah. so much more peace about it. Um, and just a few of those sort of baby step questions got me to a place of feeling a lot of peace and clarity that mm. my roommate now was who I was supposed to be rooming with. So. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, typically, um, as we're typically talking about God's will, uh, either we don't even think we can know it, mm -hmm. so people just say, "Well, whatever happens, happens," and and then um, I'll just get, go up what I think I should do, and then hopefully it works out, which usually it doesn't, um, or I'm starting to learn it, and then a little bit what you said is, well, just give me the answer. Mm -hmm. um, I got a lot of decisions to make, and I know I remade it, and I know that you know who the good one is, so just tell me the answer. Um, and then I can get this resolved <laughs> and get out with it. Well, tell, talk to us about how did you move away from that into a different perspective? What, 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 what was going on that started to show you, wait a minute, I'm missing something here, and I need to I need to uh, look at this maybe differently. Talk about that process for you. Yeah, I think a big thing that comes to mind is the phrase that um, God is a God of the journey more than He is of the destination. Mm -hmm. Just that, and I think that applies to so many things. Like just the idea that you know God doesn't actually need me <laughs> to get His will done. Like He He is plenty capable of doing that on His own. Um, the reason that he invites me into that is because he delights in having time with his children. He delights in guiding us. Um, and so that was something I had to kind of change my mindset of, um, was God knew who my roommate was going to be. God knew what college I was going to go to mm -hmm. before I was even born. Like yeah. <laughs> that wasn't, yeah. it wasn't that he didn't have that figured out yet. It was that he actually wanted to walk alongside with me in that, um, and that that journey is faith building and character building that um, he's actually like a lot more concerned with who I'm becoming than where I'm going or what I'm doing. Um, and so he could tell me that I'm going to Emmanuel right off the bat. He could tell me I was going to room with Fleur right off the bat. But if that was the case, then I would have stepped onto Emmanuel knowing like, well, I think God called me here, but now I'm missing home and now I'm missing this and now I'm worried I'm not finding my people and I have nothing to cling to there. Then I'm then the doubts start coming of, okay, well, was I really hearing God correctly? Versus now I step into Emmanuel and I say, okay, like I'm homesick right now or I'm feeling lonely right now, but God promised that he would give me my people here. God promised that he has me on a mission here. And so because I walked on that journey with him and he gave me these mm -hmm. promises, I can cling to that hope and cling to that faith of knowing that God is a promise keeper and he will keep those promises rather than, well, God told me to go here. So like, let's hope that'll work out. So I think that um, it built my character. It built my relationship with him a lot more to say, okay, God, I'm inviting you into this process and I wanna walk along you each step of the way instead of just jumping to the destination and hoping that you'll meet me there. Yep. What, um, uh, what have you learned about the difference 
between the the fact that you and you made a statement which is true is that God's uh, will is a path not a destination um, what do you start to understand about that difference uh, and how is that playing out you know with you in terms of how you're approaching it now yeah I think it definitely just gave me a lot of peace um, because I think the other thing to recognize is like on that path you will face things that are like doubt provoking or anxiety provoking um you will face times that you question whether you're on the right path um and without that relational side and those promises and knowing that god walked you each step of the way it's easy to believe those doubts or believe those lies um versus i've been able to like use those promises as truth to cling to and say that this is how i'm feeling right now but i know that this is to be true I know that this is what mm. God says. And so I can cling to that truth and recognize that how I'm feeling doesn't match that truth. So I'm going to choose to cling to this truth yeah. instead. Um, and that brings so much peace and hope for when times do get a little bit harder or, um, you know, your your faith is is running into doubts. Yeah. And, and when you say um, uh, clinging to the truth, clinging to the promise, um, what does that what what are you referring to there? What does that look like when you say that I'm I'm receiving a promise, I'm receiving a truth, and then I'm clinging to that? Well, what does that mean? Uh, help describe to the audience, because again, those are things that we can say. I I think I understand the word, but I don't really understand how does it work. <laughs> you know, so yeah. so mm-hmm. when you say that, what do you think of, and how does that work for you? Yeah, for me, I would say I kind of think about it as like two different categories almost. So one of them is the word being truth, Mm -hmm. um, knowing that I can always cling to the word, that the word will always be truth. um, And that's just kind of like given for me. And so if I am feeling anxious, I can cling to the word. Let me me stop you right there just for a second. Um, How did you over, uh, and of course, obviously with being with uh, Kathy and Dan, but um, how did you, during your lifetime, come to a receiving that as absolute, that God's word is true, it's absolutely true? Because mm-hmm. um, now you've internalized that and you live yeah. that way. But what, what happened, and, we'll, and then we'll come back to more of the story, but yeah. how did you come to that conclusion you know, in your life? Because this is so critical. Uh, and it's called the fear of the Lord that what he has to say is true and he's already said something and it's Mm -hmm. true we may not understand it but it's true yeah I would say I mean I look back on times throughout church and youth group and you know series on apologetics and all these you know facts and and understandings that as somebody who's very like logistical that does help Mm -hmm. me to like conceptualize like this is something that I can believe is truth but I think that even above all of that Mm -hmm. i've just learned from experience um of like knowing that in my life god has never not been a promise keeper so i can trust that his word telling me he's a promise keeper is truth um or that i've never in my life not known jesus to be gracious so i can trust that when the word says that jesus is gracious he that is true um so just seeing the word play out in my life. And um, especially as I've developed a personal relationship with God, knowing that who he says he is in the word has always without fail been true in my life, helps me to know that 
that everything in the word is truth yeah. and, and whole. Yeah, Kathy, uh, maybe you can speak to, um, as you raise your kids, how mm-hmm. did you get them? Because she's describing, you know, uh, I've learned it, but in order to learn it, she had to actually be in the word. <laughs> so um, right. how did you do that to get your children actually engaged with the word um, and then we can talk about you know that where the, where she went with that but how did you even get there get her involved with that um, just from like a practical parenting standpoint on all of this um, more is caught than taught <laughs> and so I think um, them seeing not that we did it perfectly by any stretch but I would say we lived our faith out loud you know oh, and gosh. And yeah, <laughs> and anything that was going on, um, whether it was, um, you know, a crisis they were having with a friend, something that we had going on, I think what they saw modeled and what we took them back to is, let's see what God has to say about this. And what does it look like to walk this out? And and even, um, gosh, when y'all were little, one of the, the priorities that we put into place um, has always been spending one-on-one time with God. And so the way that we orchestrated, the way God led me to orchestrate our mornings, um, mornings here, and, and some people will not relate to this. And, and so I'm sorry if this isn't, mornings here were never chaotic. You know, when they were heading out the door to school, we did our best to make the morning a, um, arranged in a way that they could sit and over breakfast, could spend time with God and we could converse about um, you know, what they were learning in church, we would always take whatever was being taught to them in church. And all week long, we would take it and play it out. You know, you're learning about this. What does that look like in this interaction? They come home with a conflict with somebody at school. What do you think God may be saying about this? How could we respond accordingly and, and focus in? But I think we, I think we did really take it back to his word a lot. Yeah. And so it was really just kind of living it out loud and applying as we went and they saw that i think from us modeled Mm -hmm. and we helped them learn to prioritize taking that time and space to do it even if at a young age that was taking three minutes to do it it was it was taking something and recognizing this is an important rhythm in your life and you're going to understand why more later but develop the rhythm now right right and the um say that's uh so as we as we look at um you know, coming to a conclusion that God's word is true, uh, it starts with, which what you just described is that, well, let's get into the word. Uh, let's have that be part of our life uh, that you, like you said, you demonstrated it because you were living that way. Um, mm-hmm. And then you engaged your children in the same thing. Well, let's look at the word, have a quiet, add your own personal time with God in the word. Uh, what does the word say? Uh, in the, you gotta be in the word and then, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what you said, Anna, is that through your processing that, you realize God's word is true. God, God's word is true because mm-hmm. God's true. He pre- mm-hmm. he's fulfills what he says, and you learned it. It's like, well, wait a minute. It actually is true. <laughs> it's true. So that mm-hmm. um, when you look at living God's life, um, it, it really has to come to that conclusion that the word of God is absolutely true and I'm gonna be in it, process it with him and keep letting him guide me using that truth, which by the way, we know a lot of people, and and this is true for Kathy and and true for me too, is that 
they come to us with, my life isn't working out very well, and I've got lots of big problems. And I say, okay, well, let's go to God's word, and they say, why? <laughs> uh, well, because you got to learn something that God's word is true. Uh, I know you don't believe it, but let's go find out. And by the way, what you said, Kathy, is that if you start them early, <laughs> they find out mm-hmm. earlier. <laughs> so, right. so what a great thing. So you said, okay, I've, I've learned that God's word is true, and I'm going to keep processing that word with God on a personal level. Uh, so you said that was one big element. What's, what was the second element uh, that you, ta- you wanted to talk about there? Gonna, can I pause yeah. it before she gives the second yeah. element? Just real quick on that note. I do think also in your processing to truth, and, and this was something we were careful to give all of the kids a safe space to question that too. Hmm. It wasn't this is true, you have to believe this is true. It's, this is true, I know this to be true, wrestle through it. And you know what, let's wrestle through it together if you need to, and let's put other influences in your your life also that will help you wrestle through it, but don't be afraid to wrestle with it. I think all of the kids were encouraged, right? Yeah, and going off of that too, like I think you guys were great at modeling that, but I think it was also you were very intentional in desiring us to be surrounded by other people that would also model that. Like community has always been huge for me. And I Mm -hmm. think especially through middle school and high school, I was involved in a great youth group. Mm -hmm. And that was, I would say a huge part also um, of having people that, you know, were were following God and abiding to also wrestle with those things with, and like you said, if I think if you had told me, hey, this is truth, um, you're going to believe it, then I that faith would have never become my own. And I mm-hmm. think I had to wrestle and ask questions for that to become something I desired for myself, mm-hmm. which until it's something you desire for yourself, right. it will never be a fruitful faith. And um, you need a safe space to do that. Yeah, and that's the huge thing is I think I always had a, a space to do that. And the other thing with community is not only did I see experiences of my own match up with scripture, but I got to hear testimony after testimony of my, of my friends saying, Hey, I'm learning this right now. And the scripture tells me this, and I know that to be true. Um, so making Mm -hmm. your faith more than just your own personal walk, but getting to be a witness to others too. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful. Um, and as you look at your uh, second element of that, uh, any, any particular, you know, how would you describe that piece of it? Yeah, um, kind of what we just talked about, but I kind of look at it as like scripture, and I don't know if I would necessarily say these are two separate, no, because um, I think they go hand in hand, but yep. my own experience too um, is, you know, I experience God because I have a personal relationship with him, just <laughs> like I have with a friend or a family. Um, I know my mom because I spend time with her. Um, I can recognize her voice because I hear it. And so I think that goes hand in hand with the scripture because they'll never contradict one another, but it's also another element that builds faith is I've gotten to know God by experience with him. Yep, yep. And the um, uh, the way we've described it, particularly as we look at abiding, uh, is what you're describing is, and it is a, a walking process that are both. It's, it's logos, which is Bible, uh, it truth. I'm going to apply that truth, and I'm going to apply it through what we call rhema, is your personal 
receiving of it as well as the relationship of it mm-hmm. that you know your mom when she when you talk to your mom she doesn't go to a manual <laughs> and say <laughs> you know let me let me remind you of what the rules are it's no i let me just converse with you mm-hmm. and sometimes it'll be on you know we've discussed this before and this is how we function but other times it's just fresh information wisdom insight you know and it's called rhema god can speak directly of things that in a way, and, and, it, and I know we'll talk about this more in our next session with you, is uh, the Bible is all true, but it doesn't speak to certain things specifically. Uh, and you have to now learn, okay, what does that look like? Uh, well, how do you want me to play this out? I can't go to the manual and just follow a system. I get to follow the relationship. <laughs> the beauty of the relationship. I mean, so what a what a great, uh, I love that you're helping us understand, and, and it's a good way to think of it, is it's, it's the Bible's absolutely true, and I'm gonna rely on that, and then I get to walk with that in relationship, where I hear his voice, I process with him, I dialogue with him, and then as you've said, and we'll, and we'll get to our next session, because we're out of time on this one, is uh, you said you've learned it a step-by-step, uh, and not just give me the answer. And we'll talk, we, we want to talk more about that and have you give us some examples of that. Of, and what a privilege, by the way. It just rejoices my heart that you're learning that. Uh, and because if you can learn that, man, your life is going to be one heck of a beautiful experience with God. And you'll be surprised and it'll be, it'll be amazing and remarkable and supernatural. And <laughs> God, says, God says, now that you understand that, let's go. You know, let's go enjoy it. So. Uh, we'll pick that up. Kathy, anything else you want to say before we uh, kind of end this little segment of it? Well, we're going to have her next week uh, talk more specifically about this step-by-step process. Yeah, no, I just, I love hearing, we've talked about this before, um, seeing this generation coming up and as they're getting this so young mm. and I think about what you said, the adventure ahead and, yeah. and the head start that they have when they're already yeah. um just learning this and learning to walk with him and hear his voice and to fully surrender and to trust. And it, it's going to be a beautiful adventure. Yeah. And, I and, I, and the one thing I can mom. tell you, I love watching him show off in her life. One thing that excites me uh, is because we're experiencing it right now is God's given you the ability to be able to communicate it. Um, and you'll be asked by God to give this away because if everybody around you can learn this, it's going to be unbelievable result. Game you know, changer. The, a game changer. Yeah. So that's very, very exciting to me. So, Father, we just thank you uh, for Anna's life and what she's learning. And, and even as you've uh, had their family learn what it means to be in the word, receive the word, believe the word, you've proven it to be true. Now she knows it and now can go forward. And it's about the relationship of understanding that truth as it applies to her life and the dialogue and the and the uh, personal relationship of guiding her into that life step by step. And so we thank you for her. We rejoice with her. Uh, we are excited about her next uh, uh, return back to school and all that you're going to do. And we just uh, pray blessing upon that in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right. We will see you next time and uh, we'll pick it up again. Great. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, 
God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos. 